Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We're talking the first week of the Premier League. There's some hijinks happening in PSG Paris. We've got some games. We've got a new betting game from me. Results League, fantasy football and any other shit we can talk about. Let's go. First and foremost, I want to say thank you, Mark, for keeping me way past my bedtime. We're watching this during, I guess, halfway, kind of, during the Chelsea game on a Monday night. So, yeah, it's halfway thanks for ruining my week. The Halfway through the game for you. Most of us, it's nearly... Yeah, don't, don't, Chris don't... is going to be an awful person to live with for the next two weeks. Because he's <laughs> <laughs> going to be grouchy. Yeah, You've got to don't... start your fortnight well, or it's, it's all downhill. Well, the problem is as well that we seem to be on three different timings for this Chelsea game. So Danny's going to be doing spoiler alerts non-stop. Um, I've so actually turned mine off. So, uh, yeah, I've turned it off mine. I think uh, have, having my PlayStation on SkyGo and my laptop on Zoom, I had, Zoom was a bit crackly before. So I've had to, to sacrifice the game. Oh, that's an interesting tidbit there. How about we talk about some Premier League football? Yeah, let's. Um, who wants to start? Because, uh, do you know, I'll give you my biggest takeaway from the weekend of football. Um, we can start at the Arsenal. top. We'll start at the very top. Seeing as Arsenal sitting right there comfortably. Um, what a win. What a win. Did we all watch the match, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mark was hesitating there. Do you know what? I'll, I'll, again, just like last week, maybe I'll try and not get a bit too hyped. But uh, it was a very good win against, a, 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 admittedly, a very weak side. Um, but very happy with the result. That's some good analysis from me. Someone else? So, so we won't get carried away, but how many points will Arsenal win the league by this year? <laughs> we'll, we'll basically be setting a new record. Um, but uh, so I've just seen the Zoom ago. I was like, oh. Um, uh, it's weird. I was, I was really happy with the discipline and the show team and you could clearly see what they was trying to do like we said with um, obviously Tierney playing in the back three uh, playing on the left side of a back three you kind of think well this is a bit of a wasted player um, just plotted there but what they were doing was pushing Zaka back and the player would drop in and then Tierney would come up so it was good against Fulham but I just couldn't help think that against a much better side I don't know if that's going to work the same I think they'd have to either revert to a back four or something that probably just doesn't expose them as much. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. It'd be, yeah, I'm, I will be interested to see how they carry on, because I was like, Arsenal are playing well, but I also just thought Fulham were just bad. And... Fulham were bad, but Arsenal were good. Arsenal, I mean, I know there was, we were on the hype train last week, but I think for good reason, because we called it. We looked at that team and said, they've got a strong, solid defence, which they do. They've got an exciting attack. And William is probably going to be your player of the season. No, I told you he was good. You only need one season, though. You only need one season. Um, but he was doing what no one else does. He picks up spaces that no one else picks up. He plays between the lines. He does what Ozil did on his best days, but he does it all the time. Do you know what, do you know what was most pleasing about that performance? Is that it was just the, the, the goals were good. They weren't just kind of scrappy, little getting the final third and just keep peppering them. They were... Well put together goals. And um, look, 
fantastic. Who's? Aubameyang's goal was fantastic. Look, I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. Tierney is the best left-back in the Premier League. I think only because Robertson is going to have a better season than Trent. Unfortunately, he's not. But ironically, the two Scotsmen who can't that never know who's going to keep each other out of the Scottish team, yeah. both the best left-backs. It's a weird one with them being a two, two of the best left-backs in the league, both being from the same place. Like... What are they doing up in Scotland? But um, no, I've, I, I do think he might be the best left back in the league, if not second best. Um, he's a much better passer than Robertson, even though he scored two. Uh, he started taking set pieces of corners. Um, it'd be interesting to see the next few weeks. I think Arsenal's starting fixtures are quite favourable. But um, yeah, Arnold uh, on Saturday night playing West Ham. That West Ham team looked abysmal. Not great. Not great. Yeah, I think they're the, the two teams we called to be rubbish, Fulham and West Ham. Yeah. I think they were my two definites to go down. And uh, Yeah, I did. I saw nothing from Fulham to, to make me think otherwise. They, um, it always annoys me when you see the starting lineup and you think, oh, he's just trying to keep it nil-nil here. Like, if you're starting your camera or whatever, Kamara up front, you're just like, what are you hoping for? Just the guy, the guy. He just doesn't score goals. So you're like, I, I just looked at Fulham and thought, you just, if you're starting that way, and then you look at Leeds afterwards and you think Leeds gave Liverpool a real go and thought, well, just, it's a free hit here. We'll play our style. We won't compromise. And you look at Fulham and you're like, you did, you compromised as much as you possibly could. So. Did you yeah, see, I, was, I was just disappointed. Did you see uh, Match of the Day? Did you see Jermaine Genius's analysis of Liverpool and Leeds? Uh, did he say no. it was good? Did he do anything other than the goals? Yeah, so he's, it's the only time I, I was going to say, the only time I've ever seen Jermaine Genius do some good analysis, like literally ever. Normally it's, oh, here's a goal and yeah, he scored and there's a goal. But this was, he was actually spot on, which he, he showed exactly how Bielsa sets that team up with basically a front five. And he shows how Hernandez and Click, how they just took, completely overtook that midfield because they were going in places that players just don't normally go. And every time the keeper got the ball, it's like everyone run up front, all five of you. The defenders didn't know what to do. It, it showed about four or five clips of it and all, and all the goals came from it as well. And it was the first bit of analysis I thought, actually, that is, that is pretty good. Junius is right. Um, but it just yeah, I think there's um, a pressure at the minute on these pundits to actually start up in their level games a bit. It does feel like this season there's going to be a lot of pressure on pundits to, to prove their worth, especially after Sky did a bit of a clear out on a, what do you call it, on Soccer Saturday. I think there's a, the pundits that are remaining are going to have to show show they actually do watch the games. Because for years I was convinced match of the day they just watched basically the goals. So, Do you not think that Bielsa kind of behaves like someone that's blind? That's what? That's blind. Like, he doesn't look at anyone in, in their face and he kind of cuddles up to them, hugs them, but doesn't know where he's kind of going. And it was like when they showed a clip of him when the goal happened and it was like surprised, like someone told him and he was excited, but he was still looking at the floor and he had his cup of tea. Like, watch him. Next time you see him behaving, you're like, I don't think he can see. I like his bucket with his little cushion on it. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, oh, you stay there because that's the only place you're not going to get in trouble and I'll come and get you later. Um, 
They're yeah, going to be a lot of fun to watch this year, Leeds. Well, it's, it's probably going to be... It's, it feels like it's going to be... Well, they, they were good to get three goals, but they still lost the game. I mean, is that going to be their season all round? They'll be like, oh, that was, that was very... Uh, um, that was very... Uh, what's the word called? I can't think of the word. What's wrong with me? No, it's very valiant for them to go and try and score goals, but they're still going to be conceding how many. Well, the thing is, they, didn't, they weren't like they were conceding loads of chances. No, Liverpool also... got a very lucky penalty, the first one, which was, I thought, quite a harsh handball. Yeah. The Salah finish, the, the one in the top corner, was unreal. But yeah, but then the other penalty in the Van Dyke header, the Van Dyke header was criminal. You think? They, they did this whole analysis of like how well they've set up, how to the detail he's got it right. And then you're like, well, a corner kick, a guy stands on the penalty spot and it's free and scores a header. You're like... Yeah, sometimes you can be too detailed, you just forget the basics. <laughs> it's like, just... Well, it'll be an interesting yeah, thing to look at this season, because, you know, you, you look at, you were just saying about Fulham setting up to go nil-nil defend. there would be an interesting uh, analysis or look at the way in which Leeds going to approach the season. Is it much better for teams getting promoted to kind of just hold back a little bit instead of just going full guns blazing? They will play like that every single game. Yeah, and it'll be great. We'll see at the end of the season. The thing is, it's the school of Mourinho, isn't it? Mourinho would rather not lose. Whereas you can, out of three, if you win one and lose two, you have more points than if you drew all three of them. So you might as well go hell for leather, win one in three. You're better off than trying not to lose one. Yeah, but that's assuming that teams like uh, Leeds can win one out of three games. If Leeds play like that, I mean, they, they gave the champions of Europe who wiped the floor, and of England, who wiped the floor with the league last year. They gave them a proper game. I know they're not as good and they look a bit broken. But they gave well, they did, they did have Joe Gomez in their back four. And um, I mean, the way that, uh, the way that he, got, he got skinned for that first goal, I think was actually a bit... I was like, oh yeah, Joe Gomez isn't very good, is he? Jack Harrison's straight. Oh, that was a great touch though, wasn't it? The, um... Quality, quality. But yeah, that's the thing. Like Joe Gomez, I know I've pointed him out as being a bit of a weak link at the back. But then Van Dyke wasn't very good either. So uh, very, very uncharacteristic from Van Dyke. Or we just got to like be realistic. And uh, when we look at over seasons, players will have up and downs. Like Van Dyke had an unreal like year, but it is you don't like you see defenders of the past like Terry Vidic, Campbell. They they do have unreal seasons, but then they still get the odd season where they're just up and down. So maybe he's just reverting a bit to the... Well, I think the whole Liverpool team will revert a bit to the norm. Like, they've got 97 and 99. It, they're they're going to have... They're just going to blip. I think they'll have a third season crash. So, is, Was this uh, Spurs having a blip? Or do you think this is how their season's going to go? How's your favourite? I think it's... <laughs> I actually think it's... Um, Everton are going to be a lot better than I I anticipated. So I was looking at that Everton team and their midfield is a strong midfield. Allen Allen and Decore, there's not going to be too many teams that are going to dominate that them two. They were well, just Allen Allen looks looks to be a really really good player, isn't it? Yeah, him and you think him and Decore, you've got two strong athletic players. You're like Especially if they if they play with the effort level they played against Tottenham, I, was, I it's it would be easy to jump on Tottenham and say, oh, is this going to sum up their season? But I think actually Sean maybe I need, maybe I should give Everton a bit of credit here 
it, the game was quite cl- close from what I saw. I didn't watch it live. I saw highlights. And um, Tottenham definitely had their chances. Matt Doherty should have scored, which I think I'm pleased he didn't because he seems to be owned by everyone in fantasy football. And um, he should have got a goal. Hammersfield. Right, I thought you were going to say something, Danny. No, no. Hammersfield really good, didn't he? He'll breathe right into that mic, you know. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's because if I move it away, it's not that loud. So it's frustrating. I know what you're saying, and I, I agree. Everton looked better than probably one thought they were going to be, and I think Ancelotti is going. To, I mean, he's a great manager. He's, he's going to do okay there. I still think they're a bit weak up front, but uh, you know, I don't think Calvert Lewin is going to get you 30 goals necessarily. Um, but the way they let the way Tottenham let that midfield have space was just criminal. I know you're probably going to go on to talk about James and James Rodriguez, and he is a good player, obviously, and he's had a good career, but you give any player of that quality as much time and space as you want in the middle of the park, like he will do whatever he wants with it, and he's got a sweet left foot, you have to admit, but no, not many teams are going to give him as much space as Spurs did. So I, I think there's an element of Everton make, making Everton look better than they were, and Spurs being made to look worse than they are, it was just a really, really bad performance for Spurs. Really bad. Did you see Mourinho's interview at the end? Well, just talking about how lazy they were pressing yeah, and, and that sort of stuff. Lazy press, lazy front line. It's like, come on, you're one game in. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin your morale already. Well, he's but, saying that, but I mean, he's the coach. He's the manager. He's the one that has been is trying to instill this stuff into their players. This is the first game of the season where you've got You've got more time to prepare for your first game of the season than you will do for any other game for the rest of the season. This is where you should be more high energy, uh, more organised. And yeah, they did not show that. And he should only have himself to blame. That's what the interviewer said to him. So the, he said it and the interviewer said, does that not worry you? It's the first game of the season. You're talking about your players being lazy and tired, given the running that you've got. Are you not worried about that? And he kept going, no, no, no. Lazy pressing, lazy forwards, lazy pressing. That's what he was saying. So he was claiming that it, was, it wasn't that they were being lazy, it was that the forwards were not pressing like they should. But he's basically, and he, de- he basically dug out Deli Alley because when they said, So do you mean Deli Alley? Did you take him off? And he went, It was tactical, yes, took him off, it was tactical. Um, it, I must it, admit, I love it, I love to see it. I must admit, from watching, um, from watching the Amazon documentary with Spurs on it, All or Nothing, I do think that Deli Alley might be just. A bit too arrogant to be the sort of player that he's supposed to be. Like you can hear, you can look at him when he's when uh, Mourinho's talking to him. He's just like, who's who's this guy telling me what to do? I'm I'm excellent. I, like, yeah, I finished the series today, and um, I definitely think Deli Ali was one of the ones who who must have signed a contract with them because I, I had to check how many goals Ali scored last season because pretty much every game they showed on throughout that see that documentary was a game that Deli Ali scored in. And I was like, he only scored I don't know what he scored last season, but every game he scored in they seemed to show as part of that um documentary. It was interesting. It's good insight to Mourinho that. because um, if you watch it, it all he ever talks about is setting up the defence. All he ever talks about is not conceding. There's one bit where he goes, if we don't concede a goal, it's a good result. And uh I don't think at any point of the nine episodes does he ever mention an attacking pattern. And you, you're just like, that's what he used to see at Man United. He used to see potentially set up a back six and then the, the front players just have no idea what they're doing. 
I, what I'm amazed at is it is a, like, I'm actually really impressed. Like, it's an amazing bit of pro Mourinho, pro Levy editing. Like, you look at Spurs' season last year and it was a fucking car crash. You look at this series, watch this series, it's like, God, this is the greatest manager in history. <laughs> the greatest team ever. This team's going to win the league. This is amazing. It was an absolute fucking car crash of a season. And it's, it's just, it's like a Pochettino who, he gets 30, 20 minutes in the first episode of a 10-series thing. And I just, it screams of like Levy and Mourinho. It's annoying me. Like I've still got the last three episodes to watch and I watch them just because it's intriguing, but it's just so frustrating. So it just makes me want them to fail even more. So watching the game yesterday, just love it. Like it's just so useless. I'm going to go at Hoiberg. You know, you signed Hoiberg for £20 million. You have six other players in that position. You've got no backup for Kane. You've got no backup for Ericsson going. You've bought a right winger at 29. Then you're going to teach him how to play a right back. Like You're the one that's doing this. I just love watching him fail. It's brilliant. When he's eighth might be a bit of a compliment. I think being eighth might be a bit, bit high for them the way it looks at the moment. He's going to have an absolute car crash. If he's still there at the end, it'd be a miracle. See, I, I still no, I'm still back in. They'll they'll still finish above Arsenal this season. <laughs> no way, it's just no way. I, it's, I, it's funny how you laugh at it. Yeah, the, when was the last time Arsenal finished above Tottenham? Yeah, Tottenham had a car a car crash season, one of their worst seasons they've ever they've had this in the last ten years last year, and they still easily finished above Arsenal. Yeah, so, that's because Arsenal also had that. I mean. Look at the start of our season last year with Unai Emery. It was fucking, it was an absolute shit show. And then we get in a, bring in a new manager, brand new, not really experienced with a bunch of players that aren't very good. Like, we were in a similar position, if not worse. I think you were above Tottenham when Mourinho came in and Emery left. Because Tottenham, were t- that's what they say in the documentary. Mourinho was like, I was 12th when I came in and, I, and we ended up sixth. I know the, the, it's a low points tally, but there is like validity in that. So uh, you're, it's a long season. This is the important point there. The reason Spurs kept finishing against above Arsenal is they had a better manager than Arsenal. They both had their problems in their teams, but they had a better manager than Arsenal. They've now not got a better manager, in my opinion. Mourinho is, is just finished. Uh, like you can't say Arteta is better than Mourinho. Now that is pure hype train. I think in the next, in the next, Four to five years, there's only one of those two managers that's going, to, that's going to be successful, in my opinion. Mourinho's lost it. Like you said yourself, he doesn't know how to attack. He doesn't coach. He's gone on board. I, I, I think you forget how quickly it will turn toxic if Arsenal, if Arsenal don't win in eight games. Like, yeah, how toxic it's going to be in four weeks' time when Spurs have lost three or four. And Mourinho's fucking breaking things and slacking off players in the press. It's going to be absolutely toxic. Did one of us predict that Mourinho wasn't going to make the rest of the season? I really wish I'd said that. What's that? Did one of us say that Mourinho isn't going to make the rest of the season? Because I really wish we did. I wasn't. I was talking about it, but it wasn't in the prediction. No. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't see how he does, but who knows? Yeah. Well, the only other thing is, um, just watching the Chelsea game tonight, I'm glad that uh, I think Timo Werner is the sort of player that I thought he was going to be. All effort. This might be a bit of a shame that it doesn't have been... I know they're winning 3-1 at the moment. It doesn't seem there's a whole heap of creativity from the midfield line. So I don't Beautiful. know how they're going to fare. There's, there's a, a few... Th- I mean, I, only, I watched the first half and then obviously a bit of the second we've come on this, but I was watching that and just everything about it was screaming 
Lampard's getting sacked. <laughs> I, I know I my predictions, but I feel a lot more confident. I really like the look of Brighton. They're not going to score many goals because they've got a useless front line, but they're going to create a lot. And Lamptey looks good. Uh, but I, I mean, they're missing. Also, I'm convinced now that the moment Ziet comes in, he's going to be their star player because they're missing so much creativity and he's mm. that guy. So I think when he comes back from injury, which is only in a few weeks' time, they'll look a different team. But they've also got no Pulisic. I was going to say, Pulisic is the man. Like, he's, he's the guy. Yeah, you wait. You wait until Ziet plays. Pulisic will get on the end of things and will score goals, but Ziet's the one that will create them. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I've watched Ziyech. I thought he does look a bit lightweight. Like he scored a great goal against Chelsea, was it last year? But I, I, that looked good at the time, and now it's probably just bad keeping. So. Hey, their keeper is atrocious. They've got a new keeper apparently coming tomorrow. That uh, Edouard Mendy from, uh, I want to say Ren, I think he's coming from. And Martinez is officially gone as well. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's a shame. He was a good servant for the club for 10 years. Can you believe it? He knew he was at the club for 10 years. How much did you get for him? 20 million? I don't know. Yeah, the they got a decent me. amount. But, but yeah, that's why when he was like really crying and, and um, yeah, when like he when he won the FA, FA Cup, Cup yeah. it's like, I've been here 10 years. I looked at his record. I was like, I think you're actually only here two of those 10 years. <laughs> you on loan the rest of them. <laughs> it's just, they were my parent club. Um, oh, and it says that. Oh no! What? Lucas Torreira's gone as well. I, what was I just telling you? So uh, we were just talking before you came on, Mark. Before we start the pod, um, I saw a thing today about um, how Arsenal have to sell players because they've got too many non-homegrown players in their squad. So you're only allowed seven. Oh. And they've got eighteen in their squad. So I was just saying, one of Torreira or Mustafi or Özil or Lacazette's going to have to go because. Everyone else in that list is basically a starter. So I'm, that's, I'm not that surprised if Torreira's going, to be honest. Martinez was a 20 million to Aston Villa, which is nice because originally I think it was supposed to be like 10. And yeah. then um, 22 million for Torreira. You know what? <sighs> that is. And that's a loan, so they might only get that next year. That 42 million is going to fund you a, a tasty midfielder, I reckon. And they'll get probably like, I don't know, I thought they were going to get rid of Gwendouzi for like 30 yeah. million. He'll go as well. That's a shame though. I really like Torreira. I don't think he got a good enough shout. That's, yeah, I like. I, I thought he could be a good Arsenal midfielder for a number of years. Where did he go? Torino. Torino? Look at it, on loan. Yeah. I don't know, it just says 22 million to Torino. It says loan this year, permanent at the end of the season. Yeah, oh. See, 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 but you know, every time you keep saying Arsenal need a midfielder, for me, he was the guy. I don't know why why he wouldn't be. He's a, he's a he's um he's a battler in midfield. He's a a really really good passer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I thought he was a, a perfect fit. He, he looked. I, I agree. I liked him. I thought he was a half decent player. But I, I, in my in my mind, I think Arsenal have an, another midfielder lined up. Um, there's lots. There's lots of talk of from Atletico, but I don't. I don't know what happened because his police force is too big. But the uh, the guy from Leon, um, Hussein Awar, he's he's like the the big one that everyone wants. Man City are after him. Everyone's after him, and I think Arteta really wants him. So if he needs, I think he's about sixty million, sixty five million release clause. So it feels like they're releasing some money and some midfielders to potentially buy him. 
but he, he's he'd be a great addition. Mm, there you go. Should we go to the results league? Yeah, let's. So a good start for some. I went for Newcastle to beat West Ham away, two one, and um, I probably should have gone nil. West Ham looked atrocious. They are they are going to have a tough time this season. My goodness. I mean, I actually think Newcastle, especially with um, with um, Wilson, actually having someone at the focal point, they're probably going to have a really good chance because they they've got a pretty good team. But um, yeah, West Ham very woeful. I like Jamal Lewis. I really like that signing. Mm. Good signing. I know Liverpool were after him. And you can see he, he played well. He was a good player. Good left back. So I got two points. Uh, one for the result and then one for the away win. Uh, Danny went for Arsenal to beat Fulham 3-1. Really? So close. Our defence is far too strong. Far too strong. Gabriel's looking a really good defender against Fulham. But um, yeah, he looks pretty good. It's funny. It's like he looks good. But he easily could have been the one who caused a mistake to, for Fulham's goal right at the start where he left the ball for Leno. And Leno was nowhere near the ball. And it was like, that easily could have gone in and it would have been, he's the I new think, David Luiz. I think that's, that was a bad pass. It was in the middle of nowhere. It was, wasn't sure where to go. I think that was a bad pass. I was nervous. He was, there was 30 seconds into it. Yeah, 100%. No, yeah, there's not. It was, he, he's full. It's like, he... You can't just let the ball run for your keeper when it's not even going to make it, you know. But yeah, he was he was that close to uh, being labelled the new David Luiz. That was a. Uh... You can't even blame the crowd saying he thought he heard a call. Um, and then so Danny gets two points for that. One for the result. One for the away bonus. Mark went for West Brom to beat Leicester. I don't know if he was trying to start with a splash. That couldn't have. You, that couldn't be more worse for you. 3-0 to West Brom. Yeah, Leicester I just go, go big. Give thought, you guys a head start. I thought West Brom would might stand the chances. I thought it was a good You shout. said that right before the match, didn't you? Oh, I'm going to put loads of money on this. As soon as I saw that yeah. line. I don't get what you didn't see in that lineup. It wasn't a... a when you said that, I thought, oh, God, let's have a look at Leicester's team. It and I was like, no. Nice. Yeah, they had Tillemans. They had Spardy. They had, um, they had um, uh, Dennis Pratt. They had, uh, but to be fair, Castagna is a, is a decent player. And um, James Justin, a bit of an unknown, but he actually played all right. But the thing with them is they rely so much on their wingbacks and they rely so much on their DD. It just worried me that I thought, I mean, I, I don't know, I've not seen a lot of West Brom. I just, I know a couple of their players uh, and that's it really. So I thought if ever there was a chance, that was it. When they yeah, I I just thought they they were coming up. They were good last season. First game they might have had a bit of momentum. If I was going to have a punt on them, it would have been the first game. But oh well, it's a long long season ahead. They're going down. We've got quite a long season. Um, should we pick our games for next week? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You ready for that? I've got one ready to go. If you guys haven't. Uh, okay, go on then. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, Leeds to beat Fulham at home and I'm going to go for a score of 2-0 yeah, might score more than that yeah I wanted to do I, I was thinking about going for um, uh, Fulham away because when else are they going to win away but I don't think they could do that entire season so uh, yeah we'll go for 2-0 no. Danny right. Mark <laughs> Uh, I'll go. Uh, 
I'm going to go for, I'm going to do my one. Uh, am I going to do that now? I'm going to do my Liverpool pick and I'm going to pick Liverpool to win away at Chelsea. After tonight's performance, I wasn't impressed with Chelsea. I'm going to go Liverpool to beat Chelsea 2-1. Oh, I really thought about going the other way on that. Um I was I was I was thinking beforehand maybe it was dependent on the results tonight. Um I wasn't sure whether to go for Liverpool or Chelsea. I'm still not sure, so that's why I didn't go for it. Did you say two nil? Two one. Two one. And that's an away one. Whoa. Mark. And I am gonna go for a two one away win for Spurs against Southampton. <laughs> What a bad pick. What a bad pick. Um, good luck with that. What was your score? And 2-1 to Spurs. And you guys need to just mix it up a bit. Just don't pick whoever's playing Fulham every week. I just picked Liverpool to beat Chelsea. Calm down. Yeah, I picked West Ham last time. So there you go. Yeah. But Two, Danny one. went first last time and then went against Fulham. And then... Well, the season hadn't even started yet. Calm down. You could have done the same, you know. It's not like... Yeah, I'm going first next week and I'm picking whoever's playing Fulham. <laughs> uh, so next Aston week, Villa. Be... Uh, yeah, very good one. We'll see, we'll see. Aston yeah. <laughs> <the> Villa away. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that goes next week. Um, I'm bringing in a new segment this week, uh, Betting Corner. So I've, I'm just going to give myself 1,000 fantasy pounds because I don't have 1,000 real pounds. And um, I'm going to just shoot out a couple bets for the listeners to see if they want to uh, see if they want to have a punt themselves. So what I've basically done is I've done a few bets based on the odds today on Bet365, which is my app of choice, which I like. Um, we'll see if you guys like it or not. So my first bet is going to be uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool. I've done under two and a half goals, which is at 13 to 10. I put a £20 bet on there. So my returns will be £46. I don't know. I feel like it might be uh, after these two results, which is gonna, which has been quite high scoring, they might be a bit tight seeing as they're playing each other. Uh, two, of the, two of the supposed strongest teams in the league. But we'll see about that. Um, Wolves versus Man City. Both teams to score, which is at four to five. So I bet 50 on that, which gives me a return of £90. Are you going to list my... off 20 bets? Is that... No, no, it's just, just my last one. Just my last one. I didn't just know where lo- going either. Yeah. Sorry? I didn't know where this was going either. <laughs> like, I'm going to put 12 pounds on number 37. <laughs> well, you guys are more than welcome to comment whether you think it's a bad bet or a good bet. It's up to you. And then um, my last bet, which is going to be an accumulator, because you know I love my accumulators. It's only a small one, a three-team accumulator. I've got Man United to beat Palace, Arsenal to beat West Ham, and Leicester to beat Burnley. So, not the I'm, I'm starting pretty timid with this one. All the favourites, but that comes at basically just two to one, which I put 100 pounds on. So I'll get 301 pound and 60 pence. So pretty strong. How are you getting 301 pounds back from 100 pounds when it's two to one? I have no idea. You get your 100 pounds back. Maybe <laughs> maybe I've got the odds incorrect. <laughs> It's two point no, one over one, yeah. Oh, two point one over one. Okay. Yeah, that's why. I was thinking, where's the pound come from? I well, I just said just over two because I don't want to list it. But now you've made this whole thing. 
so much longer. I've ruined, it. I've, I've ruined this. Yeah, whole you've, you've, you've ruined my, my fantastic segment. Oh, I can't believe you've done that. This will be back. Yeah. So we'll see you next week how much I've won. I just realised I've, I've bet 170 quid, which is a large part of my, my year's stake, which is a grand. So I have to win this. Otherwise, I'm going to have to start betting less, which is in my pretty favourable bets, to be fair. So that's not a bad shout. Yeah, the, the one I'm not sure about is the two and a half goals under. I wasn't sure whether to go over two and a half or under two and a half. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Right. Do you want my game? Yeah. So there's a theme for this this year's uh, this week's game, um, which we were supposed to have last week. But it's um, the great Leeds and Manchester United rivalry, because Leeds have been uh, promoted after what was it, nineteen, nineteen years or sixteen years away? Sixteen years. How long yeah. was it? Sixteen years. So, the Leeds United and Manchester United derby is one of the biggest derbies out there, correct? Don't we hate Leeds? Yep. Leeds scum. No? Don't care? Yeah. It's been so long. Yeah. We were kids. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the Roses rivalry. So, I think it's 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 basically a rivalry of counties, isn't it? Lancashire and Yorkshire. So, what I wanted to do, because you two have excellent memories when it comes to this stuff, it's my favourite game of... Wait for that siren to go by. Say that again? Yeah, go on. I've done my favourite game of starting 11s. So I picked um, the last game that Leeds and Manchester United played, which was uh, 20th of September 2011. Um, the score was 3-1, 3-0 to Manchester United. 2011? I want you to pick uh, 2011. This was a that would um, have been like league. an FA Cup game. Yeah, it was a League Cup third round, just to make it tough. Bloody hell! <laughs> league Cup third round. Yeah. You, guys, you guys are very good at this. Uh, so that, score uh, three nil to Manchester United, as you can imagine. Who scored? Uh, well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, just, just to give you a little bit of a uh, help with this, the, the team that they put out is not as weak as you'd think it was, would be. So, there you go. And so, single player from 2000. I can't even place 2011 in my mind. I can't think uh, of do you want me to... I can't, I can't, like, I'm not even going to guess at Leeds players. Bloody hell. No, no, no. Don't worry about Leeds. This is just Man United. There's no way you're getting any Leeds players. You might get one of them. Um, all right, so who wants to start? Go on, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Go on, Mark. So, 2011, I will go Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney, uh, he did not start, no. I didn't want to say him, but, but you went, oh, the team isn't as weak as you think. So, I was like, oh, let's punt. Oh, you did go. A lot of punts today. Danny. I'm going to go, I think... Ryan Giggs was still there, and I think he was playing cup games at this point. Let me go Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs is correct. Bing. Nice. Mark. I will go with 2011, if it wasn't Rooney up front. I will go with Javier Hernandez. 
Hernandez. Oh, no, that's incorrect. You've not got this at all, have you? Uh, I'm going to for Michael Carrick. Michael Carrick is correct. Oh, Storming away with this. Uh. Mark, 2011. Go on, I'll Mark go Hernandez. with... Yeah, I know. I'm naming players who are there. Um... Oh, I, I know. It would have been the sub people, wouldn't it? I'll go with uh, Valencia. Antonio Valencia? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. In the game. Um, the Rooney was not front and Hernandez was not front. No, they was not. Who was in that front line? You only get um, a, a certain number of picks in this. So. How many picks have we got? Uh, you get. Well, it's it. currently. This is your third. So. We do. Yeah. What was right? Um, you get, I, you I, get eight picks each. I, you think, right? I think it was the wrong period, but I'm going to go for Berbatov. Berbatov is correct. Oh, Danny is destroying it. See how good your memory is. 3-1 to Danny right now. Oh, storming away with the away victories. Mark. Who else was All in right. starting uh, I'll... So Valencia was playing uh, if I go to the left side would he have played? I'll go with it. I'll go with Evra. I was going to go Evra as well. Was you going to go over? That's incorrect. Well, that'll give me my next pick. Oh, my goodness. I've only got four picks left, Mark. You might not have a good chance with this. Um, go Roy Carroll in goal, maybe? Roy Carroll no in goal. There's no way. Incorrect. No. Incorrect, you're right. I, no I think I, I I can guess the goalie, but I'm not going to. Um, game, I'll go with Nanny. Nanny. Is incorrect. Ooh, he's having a tough time here. You're going to absolutely punch yourself right in the nose when you find out who was on this team. Uh, Danny. Would it... 2011, 2011. played at the back. Chris Smalling. Chris Smalling. Wow, what excitement. Incorrect. <laughs> All right, I'll go Rio Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand, 2011. Incorrect. This is so hard, Chris. Who was the fourth United striker? Fernandez, Rooney. I know. Yeah, I've got. I think I know who it is, but I'm not sure he would play with Berbatov up front. I've I've got one. Surely not. Go for it. I've just thought. When was that? City. It's just the League Cup. I think it was this. Was it the same season as City four three? Is Michael Owen in that team? Is that your answer? Yeah, Michael Owen. Correct. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was. I was about to say that. Uh, I think you might have won. I'm out. I don't know. I mean, uh, no, no clue about the rest. Four one. All right, I'll go with. Um... Oh, what's his face? I just said his name. It's just gone. 
Johnny Evans. Oh, good shout. Good shout. Johnny Evans. A good shout, but incorrect. Not even on the bench. Did you say Every? Didn't you? And he wasn't left back. Everyone, I yeah. Think. I'm going to have to check the 2011 squad because these players were in the team in 2011. I can't believe so many this of them. This is the League Cup, though. They probably rested. You said it was a strong team. It is a <laughs> strong team. I'll, look, we'll, I'll list it afterwards. It was a very strong team. Berbatov, Owen, that's not a bad team, is it? Um, who would have been central midfield? Paul Scholes. Uh, incorrect. So, I'll go... So, it's your last pick, Mark. All right, I'm just going to go with the goalie then because I wanted to have a guess at the goalie. I'll go with uh, Lindergaard. That's a shout. Incorrect. Killer. Danny. Is this over yet? You've won this game. You've won this game, so you can just throw anything out there. Go for the goalie. Uh, 2011, the goalie. It was too late for Barthez. It was. Oh, bloody hell, mate. Too late for Van der Hal. It was too late for. Don't name me like the 2001 keeper. No, I'm just thinking of. Michael was just on the back end of his career. No, I wouldn't say Van der Sar. I don't. Uh, Yeah. We had a decent backup to Van der Sar, who went to West Brom. I don't know if it's him. Carson? Incorrect. No. Is it Kushtak? Kushtak. No, no, no. Right, so Danny wins that game four points to one. Mark loses once again. Goodness me. Miracle. Remember, we're keeping track of this. So, um, do you want me to give you the team? Yeah. Right, so in goalkeeper was Ben Amos. Oh, fuck off. David De Gea was on the bench. De Gea was on the bench, really? Yeah, De Gea was on the bench, yeah. Um, In defence, right, you've got Valencia correct. You missed out Fabio De Silva and Zeki Friars. (laughs) He's the guy that we killed with the other week. We didn't know who he was. Uh, defenders that were on the bench was Reese Brown, Michael Keane, and Tom Fort. Um, in midfield, you got Michael Carrick, right? You got Ryan Giggs, right? But who did you forget? Santa pairing those two, Giggs and I don't know. It got, it's got three defenders, three midfielders, and four forwards. So I'm not sure what formation they played. Um, the one lone midfielder they've got down here on 11 v 11 is Park Ji Song. Oh, your favourite, Mark. Yeah. I'm just checking our 2011 squad. Everyone I named is in there. Yeah. On the bench in midfield was Larnell Cole and a very young Paul Pogba. Ooh, that would have been a good shout. But he was on the bench, so I wouldn't have counted. Uh He'd have been wrong, although he did come on. Um, And then as the forwards listed on 11v11, you've got Berbatov, you've got Owen, Federico Macheda, Man United legend and Mame Biram Dioff with a very, very, very young Danny Welbeck, the original Marcus Rashford on the bench. 
That is a tough old game, Chris. Michael Owen scored yeah. two goals. Ryan King scored. Next week, we're we're uh, we're going to ask you Harrogate Town from 1986, <laughs> third round FA Cup replay. Name the squad. I'm not a Harrogate Town fan. There you go. Yeah, I'm looking at our 2011 squad. Everett Jones, Ferdinand, and Evans were our most cut. Um, most the uh, defense with the most appearances, and then Rooney had the most appearances that season. God, I was naming players of that year at least. Good. Well, I won. Great. Good game. Very good. Very well good. done. All right. So, um, we, looks like Danny's going to be winning the uh, fantasy football points. Uh, I guess it'll be your transfer, correct? Then. Yep. I already know what I'm going to do. Lovely. What are um, you going to do? What are you thinking you're ending on? How many points? Just say. I reckon I'm on 80-something. Let me check. What did Rhys James get? Oh, three bonuses and a goal and assist. Wonderful. Um, I'm on 80 with three to come. So, 83. Did Werner get any... No, he didn't. I can't believe Werner didn't get the the penalty. Bollocks. Um, 83. Ain't no catching me. It's just the start of the season. We've got a lot of season left to go. Am I top of the Corona Cup? I am. Lovely. Uh, right. I'm going to remove... Let me get the team up. Uh, one of our defenders. I was looking at it before because it's just silly. Man. You know what made me laugh, actually? Chris, I don't know if you've noticed on the All Talk FC League, the All Talk team actually only had five players playing and it still beat you. <laughs> Oh, don't you dare. How did that happen? We've got Abraham didn't play, Torres, Walker, Mendy. It's, it's not beat me. It's not beat me. Yeah, it has. Grealish didn't play, no, Lasso. Dinia, Schmeichel and Sionshu are single-handedly beating you. It's got 30 no, points. I'll, just, I'll have 41. Great yeah. Oh, you got Werner. Okay. Chief. And I've got Mitchell coming off the bench. Okay, all right. Well, in- what I don't get is you and Danny had so many of the same players. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, Sal- Salah. I went for money instead of Salah. Stupid. And also, the same players were, one of them was on the bench, which were both left. Basuma was the other one. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Oba, Tierney, Alexander-Arnold and McCarthy. Wilson. Didn't do a huge amount. Anyway, um, I am going to get rid of uh, Mendy from Manchester City because it's too expensive. And I'm going to bring in Gabriel. Great choice. Arsenal. I'm just going <laughs> to log in and do it now. What right. do I, I want to bring William in, but I can't. we can't afford it. So that's what I'm doing. And next week, someone can bring William in. I will definitely consider it. Uh, front three, back four. Um, I will go first because Danny is sorting some stuff out, some admin details. Um, in my front three this week is Fit Me, Fit Chris. Because part one is coming back for its return after COVID, which is fantastic. I'm a, I'm a, a big lover of um, part one. Do you ever do it, Dan? Uh, I have done it once and only once. Yeah. Me and Mark have uh, been to a few ones there, not scanning our barcodes. So I'm thinking I'm up to about uh, 50 or 60 of those ones. 
so I'm due a t-shirt. But um, yeah, no, um, part one is going to be back. Hopefully it's going to be back to our local one, which is in Finsbury Park. So if there's any listeners out there who want to join, just let us know, tweet us out, and uh, we'll come and join you. Um, but yeah, I, I think part one's a fantastic thing. It really, It's really like... Um, really is like a big group effort to try and get fit and it's really encouraging like you see people of all different shapes and sizes including me which is a big size um yeah and i, I attribute a lot of my my fitness in the past down to park one so very pleased with that i don't know how it'll work with this post-covid action they'll try and i don't know put less people at the starting line basically um where's mark gone mark's got the blue screen of death he's just text us text us his computer's died We've lost him. Oh dear. With live TV, guys. Yeah, this is what you get. Um, in my back four is Mark's internet. He is. <laughs> he's like the old man. Ever since we've been doing these Zoom things, he was putting me on blast last week. This guy, he's supposed to be the techie of us three. Useless. Chief. Um, hopefully he comes back. But in the meantime, in my back three this week is a question of sport. After 24 years, Sue Barker is leaving a question of sport. Oh. Yeah, Paul went out for Sue Barker. Um, and also Matt Dawson and Phil Tufnell also leaving after 16 years and 12 years. Um, Who's yeah. Well, it's a good question. No one's replacing them yet, but um, they've just been told that they've been, um, they've been, what's the word, surplus for requirements. They are not needed anymore. Um, my personal feeling is we're seeing a lot of these um, established TV sports folks like on Sky Sports getting the old boot. So probably this is similar. I'm putting um, <laughs> putting odds out for Alex Scott being the new presenter for Super Barker, but we'll see. Uh, probably. We'll wow. see a nice diverse crew in um, Question of Sport. We'll see if their knowledge is the same. I just get people that know actually know what they're doing. This is, this is all I ask for. I know as much as Matt Dawson. He is a walking sports encyclopedia. Like, that's unbelievable. Ah, it's ridiculous. Like, and yeah, all sports though. Literally, like any sport, he's um he seems to be tops at. So bowls. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> yeah, I always feel tough. Now always reminds me of Mark's dad. <laughs> you remember when? Uh, uh, was it John Parrott and Ali McCoist? They were the captains for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, that was, gosh, a long time ago. But yeah, so Paul went out for Sue Barker. Hopefully we'll see a lovely face and something else very soon. Not likely. Go on, Dan, seeing as uh, Mark isn't here. Um, so I'm just, I'm looking through. I've got my front three. I thought I'd written down my back four now. I haven't got anything on here. Where is it? God, you started the season well. Well, I'm actually getting a front three and back four. And you're back to the old Danny where you do have nothing. I've got two front threes as well, but um, I thought I wrote my... Maybe I'll put it somewhere else. Anyway, I'll get started. Um, My first of my front threes is um, Colombian Coke. Colombian Coke? Yeah, Colombian Coke. Most people, when they think of Colombia, they probably think of Coke. I think of Shakira. Fair. Uh, Well, now you'll be thinking... Just two things I like to put my face in. Because uh, since the arrival of James Rodriguez at Everton, uh, Coca-Cola in Colombia has had a brainwave and they've decided to rebrand their cola cans. And it looks something like that. What you're seeing is a blue Coca-Cola with Everton. So in Colombia, 
uh, to support James Rodriguez, they've changed all the Coca-Cola cans to be blue. And they now say Everton on them. How mad that? We're going we're to have a whole generation of these Colombian kids being Everton fans. It's so weird. <laughs> uh, oh, look, Mark's back just in time. Uh, my other one was going to be um, oh. Dimitri Payet. Um, we didn't get a chance really to talk about the uh, fantastic Marseille and PSG game yesterday. Um, but if you haven't checked out Dimitri Payet's tweet from this afternoon, check it out. It's a classic. He's basically tweeted a picture and he's put all the Marseille players' faces on like some band and they're holding a baby and he's put Neymar's face on the baby. It says something <laughs> uh, uh, this band were born in Paris, but they prefer Marseille or something. Uh, it's just fantastic. Great tweet. I think it's common knowledge, but my goodness, footballers and football is so soft. Oh, oh. my God. So pathetic. Uh, just the whole thing is like, you know, you were telling us about all the red cards and you see on like a football updating app about, oh, what a melee. I can't believe this is going on. And I'm like, wow, this might actually be an actual fight for the first time in, in, in football in, in God knows how long. What a load of shit. I mean, they, no one should have got red cards. It was such a pathetic act. Oh, so stupid. Well, Neymar's a little punch in the back of the head. <laughs> Neymar's one was so ridiculous. But he's now made a big deal out of it. And he's now going on like it's a racism row. So. Jesus Christ. Pathetic racism row. But the, the, the thing was the tweet that Neymar sent that? after. That, that um, was just like, I really wish I did this and Seamless. did that. I was like, yeah, I'm just here. Just nothing happened. But um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I wish I wish I just I stumped on his face or something. Was his tweet, and uh, I was like, but you tried. He did like a tap of the shoulder, like he sort of hit the guy behind the head, and then when the guy looked around, acted like, oh, wasn't me. It was the guy over there or something. It's like you're such a coward. They didn't show um, the spitting that you said, Danny, though. So I, I, I wanted to try and... I think Danny might have been milking that one a bit. Thank you. Check it out. Uh, have, you, have you not seen a video? I haven't actually looked for it. But it just gone through and there's a million people... Because uh, I, I just saw it live. The million people... No, no. It, I, I, I did try looking for the video and I couldn't find it. And then they didn't really show it at half-time. So, or after the game, sorry. I think he'll get a massive ban. Because he literally was walking by it and he just spat in the guy's face. It was gross. Sometimes it's angles, though. Like, it might look like that, yeah, he's but he's actually two metres away. He's full on spat in his face, and he's going to, he's definitely, definitely going to get a ban for that, 100%. In COVID times, you can't be spitting on. I'd rather someone smack me in the face than spit, me, spit at me. Yeah, that spitting stuff is not good. That's, uh, that's what little, little dickheads do, and that's what footballers are, I guess. So, what are you going to do? Right, let's call an end to this. Mark. As you were missing for a few minutes, you've got to stay and do a little bit of extra time. You've got to clean up, do the I, proverbial wash. I was only up. gone. I was only gone. Um, twenty-five minutes. Yeah, that means Chris would still be halfway through reading out some article that we're not, that we're not listening to. Go on quickly, then. What's your front three? Uh, they're they're not that exciting. Oh, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, do a quick one. Front three was the Queen. She's kind of, she's going back to work. Um, she's, back time. Yeah, I I I. I think she's been taken off furlough so um she said, age. yeah she said she's getting back to work and getting ready for remembrance sunday so do you know when that is uh sunday the 11th of the 11th yeah 
So um, she's she's getting back in, into work ready for that. I can, so um, I can see I can see old Liz just working a little cafe around the corner, innit? You right, love? Two yeah. <laughs> Go on, Mark. You put yourself on mute. Well done. Oh God, this guy with technology. Honestly, it's like he's eighty-five. We need to do this in person ASAP because he is not having a good time. Yeah, my back four was just going to be a rant of um. TFL, they're turning most of the bus lanes in London 24 hours. We're already annoyed about the... Um... No one gets on the bus anymore. What's the point? Ah, they're, basically, they're just trying to, to, to stop, make it so inconvenient to drive a car in London. So, it's yeah. It's a day every day now. It's a joke, it's a joke fucking congestion. Fucking sickening. But yeah, that was that was my wrap up. Yes, good to finish. Oh, I'm I'm so annoyed you were gone for so long. I'll go on for TFL forever, but maybe next week. Yeah. Right, uh, this was a late one, but a good one. Uh, we will see you next week for a lovely instalment of Auto FC. Um, we'll do this in person one day, hopefully. Yeah, one day. I'll make dinner. What do you guys want? I'll do it. I don't know. Just entice you out of your house. I'm, I'm in, I'm up for that. Yeah? Oh, lovely. Good stuff. I'll do that one day. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye. He's gone again. <laughs> He's still-